0: stop watching instagram stories so we can start recording our podcast okay
1: good morning good morning well 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 we are here chandler i am recording this podcast Kagan is lying next to me right next to me because you know we are ensconced in courtney's basement Mm -hmm. basically he's captive he has nowhere to go do you you don't want to go anywhere else that was and that was that was his phone playing Instagram oh, stories, which I'm sure he will okay. not know because he has Wait, respect for our family business, which is the hop I,
0: I heard that Kagan went mountain biking with one of
1: mom's um Yeah, this like is like teen helpers. Yeah, Kagan went mountain biking with one of mom's, you know, as many assistants.
0: Basically what what happened is after we all left the house, mom started hiring um <laughs> the teen boys in our ward to do random tasks around the house. This sounds nefarious. I don't believe it is. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: we don't have proof either way. We don't have proof. But,
0: you know, for $20 an hour, they could do all sorts of all chores. All sorts of things. And it's it's basically – I hope they all have a greater understanding of how many chores we did as children um, because she literally had to hire three to four to just keep up right. the workload. Uh, anyways, yeah, but mom was like, oh, yeah, here's a video of Kagan mountain biking with Reese. And I was just <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, how did – how did Kagan even know that Reese existed? Also, those jumps look—I'm not, I'm not trying to get Kagan in trouble, but those jumps look pretty big.
1: I don't want to think about it. I don't want to <laughs> think about it. I don't want to think about it. We need to get a will. We need to get life insurance. That's for sure. Legals, but of, you know what? You, I don't think I can, us. I think it would be a red flag if I tried to get life insurance on Kagan right now, given that we're not married. Just seems right. a little sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna wait Definitely. till after we're married.
0: Probably smart.
1: And then um, I need as big a palsy as we can afford because those jumps are big. And I I'm not sure Pop Apologist is ever going to get off the ground. And
0: Costus ain't cheap. <laughs> also, why are you so groggy? Why did we start late this morning?
1: Um, I woke up, and here's the thing at Courtney's house, I'm used to ascending the stairs and seeing, you know, a Big, beautiful iced coffee from Dutch Brothers that she has procured from me because I usually wake up about two hours later than her here. And, you know, it's just, it's ready to go. It's right there. It's been waiting for me. And the one morning I have to record our podcast and wake up a little early, I go upstairs and no coffee is in sight. So I had to furtively search for, for search for keys, which I could, of course right. couldn't find. And then I just was like so, uh, basically ir- irritable. You were that there so annoyed. There- I
0: mean, I, you text me and you're like, "Oh, I need ten minutes. I need to start ten minutes later." And then I called you. And you're like Courtney didn't go and get coffee. How and I was dare like, she? I, know, I know it was actually I don't want to chastise you in the moment, but I was like, "Wow, I'm so glad Courtney can't hear this right now." She would. I mean,
1: rip you a new one. Not only is she providing us with free lodging, <laughs> but that free lodging doesn't. I guess does not come with consistent refreshments in the morning. I mean, it's not a Greek hotel. It's not a Mykonos hotel. It's all I can say about Courtney's basement. <laughs> Notice, I'm not Instagramming from Courtney's basement. It's been a fall from grace. Although I do oh love, gosh. I love being with the kids.
0: Um. Yeah, and the basement has you know gotten some remodels in our day. Well, um,
1: I hear I'm you've sure- a mounted
0: TV. Is this true? <laughs>
1: Yes, the, I mean the re- the basement has gotten a little bit of a, a tiny bit of an upgrade, but ultimately, like. There's just so many children's toys. You would oh, think right. I am we are sleeping. It's just a bed in like a very busy daycare facility. Right. Like that is what it feels you like. You and
0: Kagan rented like a daycare.
1: <laughs> like honestly, Starting I couldn't even count. It would take me years oh, to count so all fun. the all well, the toys strewn everywhere. Are there like craft remnants too everywhere? Well, Ashley stayed here before us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's craft remnants everywhere. It was like remnants
0: well anyways, there's no infinity
1: pool I'll tell you that much <laughs>
0: there's also also another thing about you is that you've been waking up so late which is something I'm just truly not used to in our relationship like you're always usually always up you almost brag about how you know you can't sleep past 6 30 or whatever seven. it's actually an, a 7 it's, it's annoying to me when I spend uh the night with you that sounds gross why don't we share a bed? because you wake up so early you also wake up so frequently to pee it's like I really don't ever get any rest when I'm around you um wow and anyways I've been calling you at like 8 30 9 30 your time over the weekend you're like hello and I'm like is everything okay I'm like did I wake you up like it's truly it's something I've been trying to wrap my head around for the past couple of days like are you okay do you need to get your thyroid checked
1: why are you sleeping in so late it was very strange, but I felt quite low-key sick from the moment I touched down in Salt Lake. Like, mm-hmm. trying to acclimate to the new time zone was very difficult. Right. And then I got my second jab, and yeah. that did a number on me, I think. And I honestly told Kagan yesterday was the first day I felt normal. Um, really? Yeah. I think my body was just completely off. But, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I have been feeling terrible. Um, Jet it, lag is so, a yeah. real,
0: real thing. So. Yeah, it absolutely is. Well, lifestyles of the jet setting, uh, you know.
1: Oh my couple. gosh. You know what? I'm going to catch so much flack for our trip for so long. And I just want to say that I worked for three weeks of it. I only took two weeks off like every other person in this country. Lauren, okay? I'm
0: I'm so glad you took that trip because now I have stunning Greece recommendations. I mean, you are honestly doing some honest work getting us – these tips and tricks, finding Costas,
1: um, all of you know, my, Rick Steve's wishes. All of my recommendations, however, were just to spend more money. Spend the money. Yeah. Just actually get a nicer hotel.
0: I'm I'm trying to convince Ben to plan a Europe. I mean, I actually don't don't doesn't need to I don't need to convince him. We're gonna try and go to Europe next year, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, the wedding. So thank you, Lauren, for the recommendations. I can't wait to, you know, do like the cheaper version of your trip,
1: um, and oh, report Oh please, back on, oh please, you make. A lot I mean of that money. sincerely. I you mean could that absolutely sincerely. do the exact trip I took. I,
0: I oh, I think I could. Would I want to? Would I? Would it stress me out? Perhaps. Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: that's true. Um,
0: I want you to know that my all. I basically I paid so much money for my like my apartment to like get it up off the ground and to actually get the keys and that money safely made it there. I was texting my broker like a mad woman. I was like, "It says it's out for delivery. It's a red envelope. You can't miss it." Um, like such a psycho, such a psycho.
1: But well, that's yeah. that's so funny because I put um when we did the Fourth of July, I put one of the the hugest yacht we got. I put it on yeah. my credit card. Right, big mistake. Okay. i'm not a high roller like these guys right i am like you know a peon in comparison and so um it was like literally it was like every day after i'm like kagan can i text them asking for the money can i text asking for the money and finally kagan just paid me and he got paid by everyone like two months later i know i know like it's just it's just interesting how like it's really hard to play it cool when you're letting like 10 grand essentially flow out of the coffers waiting totally. for that to come back. Well,
0: and also it like affects your credit score when you carry a high balance on your credit cards.
1: Absolutely. So like,
0: I don't know. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that would, I can't do that. I can't, I can't let that stuff fly.
1: We got to keep it above seven, seven fifty. in your case. In. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Let me just say I did used to have bad credit when I, <laughs> This is something I can now say because I do have a great job and I like am financially secure. But when I was in college, I <laughs> I maxed out my my Apple One credit card or like whatever credit card I used to get my Apple upgrade program. Like I just let that I just let that thing run run its course. Oh like yeah, I remember.
1: I remember you looked at me. We were on the escalator in the Mission Viejo Mall, and you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I haven't paid my uh, my phone payment in like a year." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how. That's what you said.
0: I, it, and then it literally went to collections. Okay, yeah, of course. Courtney and I both have this same trajectory where we've maxed out credit cards early on in our life, um, which it's like, who let me? Who let me get that Discover student credit card with a five hundred dollar limit? It's the bank's fault. It, it honestly is. Anyways, I paid. I've paid it off. Everybody, I own that phone now, um, and I'm. I actually am not getting the new iPhone like I thought I was. Mm. because I'm spending a lot of money on like home stuff and anyways I'm just trying to show my financial prudence later in life wow but uh but yeah anyways my credit score was pretty low you could say um because not only did I have zero credit history but the first thing I did when I got some credit was max it out
1: Mm. yeah uh I, I recently had a notice that something of mine went to collections. It's like a random $200 bill to the city of San Clemente for water. That oh, I guess weird. we just I just like didn't pay our last water bill yeah. and forgot yeah. before we moved. Anyway, it's now made its way to collections and actually ding, dinged my credit report oh, recently. No. And I'm trying to figure out – and like they sent it to a credit agency so I can't pay the city of San Clemente anymore. No, you have to like call so them. I don't even know how to pay it. I literally don't even know how to pay it. You just got to
0: wait for one of those, (laughs) wait for one of those spam phone calls where they're like, this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, excuse me, this is a call by a collection agency in an attempt to collect debt or something like that. Like they have to read that off. And then you, uh, you know, you, you, with your tail between your legs say, okay, I will pay it.
1: (laughs) Well, I have to, yeah, exactly. I have to answer now every call that I don't know which number it is in the hopes it's a bill collector. Like it's a dark so, I can pay place. off that two hundred dollars.
0: And I would also like to say that I blame mom and dad for great, uh, great because I think that that we should have been like those kids who had a credit card in case of emergencies, who never used it, but that at least it was like establishing credit, and we were like familiar with credit cards early on.
1: Mm-hmm. Because now, you know, now we're just financially very immature, and it's our parents' fault. I mean, and it's blaming their fault. blaming our financial ineptitude. At the tender ages of 26 and 31 mm-hmm. on our parents. Now, that is a real classy move.
0: Totally. I mean, yeah, I, st- I stand by it. This is, um, <laughs> well, let, let me just re- restate the fact that I am financially secure now. I have great credit and no one needs to worry about me. Um, and I'm we do not blame our honest. parents. And That's I a joke. do blame, and I still blame my parents.
1: Okay. While we're doing disc climbers- a, it, it was a long road to get here, okay? While we're doing disclaimers, I think we need to talk about last episode.
0: Yes. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Okay. Last episode, my sister and I, we were chatting potentially a little too honestly about dieting, got a little real about that. I want to give some context for why we talked about that. Whenever we put out a call for questions, we always get dieting and exercise questions. Always. They always come in. And obviously, you know this is a primarily female podcast in terms of listeners, and it just seems like that's a big interest of a lot of our of a lot of our listeners. So I wasn't talking about this completely out of the blue. Um, it was I got several questions about it on, on my last call out, right? And we and we always get questions like
0: that asking about workout routines. Sometimes people even ask, you know, what do you eat? Those types right. of things. So it's clearly something that's like relevant to the people who listen. That being said, you know, we get those questions. Um, I don't think that those questions are particularly helpful. I think that they can sometimes send even myself into like a toxic and negative space. I think that like, honestly, talking about dieting, talking about, you know, being really prescriptive about, oh, this is what I do. So you should do this too. Or not even not even that we say that, but like when you talk about what you do, you know to a T. I think that people then sometimes can take it as gospel, and I used to do that with like influencers that I followed. I was like, "Oh, if I just eat this, I'll look like them." Right. And I thought that was actually like a really toxic space for me to be in because I wasn't actually paying attention to my body and like what I actually need as a person. It was just like you know mimicking somebody else in hopes that I would like look different. So all that is to say that I don't think that we want our podcast to be a space where where we dictate to other people what they should do. Because,
1: A, uh, not – That's not what we did whatsoever. We did not dictate what other people should do. And we do not talk really in specifics about what we do. do. Like, neither Ashley nor I have any sort of extreme regimen where we do the same thing every day. It would be impossible to tell people, like, oh, this is what I eat and this is what I do. Right, because Because we don't even follow – Yeah, we don't
0: even follow, like, a strict routine, you or or I or anybody.
1: That being said,
0: I just think it's honestly – a really tricky subject that can send most people or a lot of people into a dark space mentally. Right. So I think that pop apologists should just steer clear of it because at the end of the day, I don't think we want to talk about anything that sends people to a negative space. Um, we just would rather have our podcast be a space where we talk about, you know, credit card debt or, uh, <laughs> or you know, presenting re- our parents. Those types of dark spaces we're okay with. Yeah. I don't think we're totally okay with. That's a okay safe, with. dark place. Yes, there are safe dark places, and then there are dark places that, like, aren't particularly safe. And, like, I know for me, like, yeah, it can even be triggering for me to, like, get those questions.
1: Right. Well, so, and uh, you know, I just think that I got, you know, I got several text messages from friends that they loved the episode. We got a few really positive DMs we got a complete tirade from someone very angry about the episode. And then we got a very passionate one-star review on iTunes. So anyway, you know, that kind of conversation, it doesn't bug me. It doesn't, you know, i it's a topic I'm interested in, but I also respect the fact that it does send people to a dark place. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, now having really kind of seen that from the two really negative pieces of feedback we got, I never want to be responsible for a conversation that's potentially negatively impacting anyone and it just seems like in 2021 any talk of really food or dieting or anything like that is just it's too much of a lightning rod and that's not what we set out to talk about on pop Mm -hmm. apologists so i think that this is just not the platform for it will i continue to happily discuss it with you know with people in my real life who want to talk about it sure but i'm but not on this podcast like this podcast is just not the forum for it
0: yeah. Anyways, just learning, living, learning, laughing, loving, whatever.
1: I like how Chandler, you're like semi apologizing even though you weren't even part of the conversation. <laughs> We're ju- I'm just learning. I wasn't I wasn't even part of it. I, I didn't mean, even take I didn't even Chandler didn't even listen to the conversation. So, uh, I love how you're like <laughs> um, I'm still learning my, like, people. Just please accept that.
0: My toxic people-pleasing coming out. It's hilarious, <laughs> actually. It's absolutely It's something hilarious. I need to work on. Good thing I've got, you know, therapy in five hours. Yeah. I okay. will literally apologize to anyone for anything. It's like, you know how I accidentally say I love you too easily? I also accidentally say sorry too easily. It's great. It's, it's, it's a really great thing about me.
1: I mean, I think you are just a very, very good person, Um I feel like I tend to err on the side of our father, which is I don't apologize. So, my dad likes to start almost like every – every time he'll say something and then he'll be like, and I don't apologize, and I don't apologize. I don't know what it is. He does
0: say that a lot. He does it well, a lot. I mean, my latest and greatest quote is when we were talking about certain another lightning rod issue, and he goes, as a lawyer, I deal in
1: facts. <laughs> um, and I don't apologize.
0: <laughs> oh, dad is trying to buy i told dad i really want him to buy me buffy sheets because i've been doing a lot for the family recently
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he refuses to buy me buffy sheets he's only buying me mike glendale my pillow sheets which you if you don't know are Trump of course sheets.
1: i know of course i know
0: and anyways so this morning i'm like hey dad so now become a running joke where i'm like hey i need i need your credit card number later on today i gotta order those sheets and he's like, not happening. He's like, let me know what color you want in the My Pillow sheets. I said, okay, fine. I just want white. Just get me white. And he's like, okay, great. You want the patriotic version? Great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know that dad has probably given me a My Pillow every time I've been home for yeah. like the past like four trips? Mm-hmm. He comes in with a My Pillow. Yeah. It's so sweet. But also, dad, like, I am flying home to Puerto Rico. I don't have anywhere to put this in my suitcase. Also, There's n- those are huge not, pillows.
0: Yeah, they're also not my favorite pillows. I'll just be honest here
1: oh that's getting really real on this podcast but they're They're not not. they're very big and like they feels overstuffed they're not it's just not very soft yeah it's
0: it's like over it's 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 definitely a fluffy pillow but it doesn't have the softness of like other fluffy pillows
1: i think they're supposed to like wear it or something but i don't know i i can't i can't support you guys
0: um lauren were you following the gabby petito case of last week and this week
1: I have been absolutely following the case. I find it to be completely intriguing. Do you want to give the state the facts of the case?
0: Yeah, I, I will say at the just at the top of this disclaimer, a lot of people have been uh, talking about how there. This is a classic example of. Unfortunately, this is a, all of this is unfortunate. But like you know, a pretty white girl goes missing, and the nation basically stops, like grinds to, a, a, gears come to a, a halting stop and everybody's like paying attention to it when like a lot of like people of color and women of color go missing and nobody really talks about it. I just want to acknowledge that and that's mm-hmm. a very real thing. In fact, I saw something about how, you know, 700 indigenous girls went missing in the same area. Nobody mm-hmm. talks about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyways,
0: just well, want to I, acknowledge I... that at the top of this and say that it's that's very true and very real and I but I also want to talk about this case because it's also very
1: sad and also very real. That is true. I think that you know, it's just the unfortunate case that a lot of people go missing and they they don't all, you know, get on the news cycle. They don't all totally. like, totally. they don't all spark a bunch of public intrigue. It's not just like every single blonde girl that goes missing becomes like the subject of tons of national media coverage. Totally.
0: I agree. And I think that, you know, this case was very relatable to a lot of people. Like they were doing like a van life situation. So I'll, I'll just kind of give us a little bit of backstory, but basically Gabby and her boyfriend or excuse me, her fiancé Brian, took off this summer mm-hmm. to go do like a, a cross-country backpacking van life trip. That is a, a classic experience of millennials these days. You know, Ben has talked right. to me about it. Like, you no, and Kagan did it. His, he wants to, like, do a little van trip. That's you cool. and Kagan did your own van trip. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I mean, like, it was a humble
1: weekend, but yes.
0: Yeah. Um, That's also the time frame that I'm interested in, but we'll see. Right. Anyways, this just, like, honestly, rang true and, and was very relatable to a lot of people. So I think that's why it like really struck a chord when things went so wrong. Um, right. Also, also, it's fascinating to me because they were in Moab. They were in Provo. They were like spotted in Provo and Sandy, which are places that like you and I are very familiar with. So that was like another reason why, I took, you know, um, I took a shine to it as well as she was in the process, I think, of trying to become an
1: influencer with mm-hmm. her account. Yes. Let's do just like a quick timeline for people, get them up to speed on the facts of the case in case they have not been following it as closely as we have. So on August 12th, the police were actually called because an employee at the Moonflower, uh, it's like, I think it was a floral place. Mm -hmm. I'm not actually sure. Or maybe it was a cafe. cafe. I
0: think it was a cafe. Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of florist shops in these, like, you know, small towns.
1: (laughs) In Moab. Okay. Yeah. A Moonflower Cafe employee reports a domestic altercation in the parking lot. Um, and the police, you know, have an encounter with Gabby and Brian. Um, I think what's super interesting about that and what I want to talk to you about is is Yeah. You know, I mean, it would ha- a fight between a couple would have to be pretty extreme for me to feel like I was going to like is, call the police and this intervene. This is my
0: exact thought I was actually having a conversation with a friend about this on Friday. When is the last time you've gotten in a fight with your significant other or any fight with any of your significant others over the course of your life? And, you know, we've all, you know, you we've all been in different types of relationships where maybe you fight more or whatever, where the police have been called. Like, that is just such an extreme thing to have happen in your relationship. Right. That it, it, it really is like, that to me was the first true red flag. It was just like, wait, the police were getting called because you were having a fight in public that was so bad that people were literally afraid for somebody's safety? Like, people fight right. all the time. It's actually, I love seeing people fight, couples fight in public. I think it's like a great people-watching experience. But like, for it to then get so dark that or scary that people call the police like that's bad news bears people i don't think are are easily wanting to call the police on couples fighting these days
1: i've never even had a fight with kagan where that would be the case right right um so it's obviously there's something really wrong in their relationship
0: that just shows that like clearly yeah like you said something was really wrong and that it was it was evident to people at, at at least one point in time that like these two people, you know, were bad for each other.
1: Right, right. So here's a, another th- plot twist. So on August thirteenth, the day after the police encounter, Brian and Gabby, um, and the, a a lesbian couple that were in Moab, mm-hmm. and they were camping. They left Woody's Tavern, um, to basically they left Woody's Tavern. That was the last time they were seen, and then they went camping in near in Moab, and. They sent a text to their friends, informing them that there was a creepy guy wandering around their campsite. August eighteenth, th- this lesbian couple, their names are Kylan Schult and Crystal Turner. They're found murdered in their mm-hmm. campsite. Also, also, there's very little coverage of this compared to Gabby. Right, to, right. Another, you know, yeah. I don't know why people aren't caring more about this lesbian couple being shot to death. It's absolutely horrific. It's
0: horrific.
1: Um. They were found with uh, I think they were like un- basically fully undressed um, mm-hmm. and exposed and shot multiple times mm-hmm. um, So very extreme, and very scary, it, like, horrible. The fact that
0: they the fact that they literally sent a text to one of their friends that very night and said, if we're like LOL, if we're found dead, it's because this guy murdered us.
1: Yeah, and what's like, weird, ugh. I think what's really strange is that they were working at the cafe, where the employee called the police on Gabby Mm -hmm. and Brian. Mm -hmm. Like how on earth are these events not related? Right, right, right. That's what's strange. But I guess if, you know, you would think that if it was Brian, that the text would have said weird guy from, you know, that got in a fight with his girlfriend yesterday is now at our campsite. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I don't know if they were like involved in the police calling or if they were like even – Right. They were the people who called the police or I don't know how big this cafe is.
2: That's or true. what?
0: But but yeah, I mean it's it's so chilling. Just the text message. Or right. how they felt so creeped out that they felt the need to make a joke about it to their
1: friend. Very, very strange.
0: Very strange.
1: Okay, so Brian, um, the day before the couple is found dead, Brian flies back to Florida to help clean out his storage unit with his dad, which is just very strange. Is- You're in the middle of a camping trip with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And you need to fly home to clean out a storage unit? I don't right. know. That actually sounds like I'm, something maybe our parents would request.
0: I mean, that does sound like something our parents would request, but knowing a storage unit and its size, like it's 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 a one-person job about, right. you know, it's, two people would be nice, but you certainly wouldn't have to fly from Utah to Florida. Like, that's not like a quick journey. That's not a, a cheap plane ticket either to just right. fly back to just, you know, do this chore. Eh? Excuse me. And- Allegedly, like Gabby's belongings were in the storage unit.
1: Bizarre, totally bizarre. Yeah, Um, doesn't make any sense. Also, did you watch the body cam footage of the police encounter with Gabby and Brian when the Moonflower people called? The thing that stood out to me about the body cam footage was when she said that she wanted to start this travel blog and he thought she couldn't do it, and he referred to it as her little blog. Those were the two things that really bugged me. I mean that would
0: that would send me to a place.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just so incredibly patronizing and mm-hmm. like such and well, I don't know, just that that made me really angry on her right. behalf.
0: And you couple that with someone, okay, you're living in a van and she talks about her OCD and being very clean, okay? You right. couple that with someone disregarding that in any way, that would someone literally patronizing me. You're already spending 24/7 together living in like the same, you know, cavity of a vehicle. Right. Uh, I don't know. That would send me to a, some intense rage if then all of a sudden there's dirt in the van and then you reference my little
1: blog. Right. Well, the police force them to spend a night apart, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's on the 12th. Fast forward, Brian goes to, to Florida, cleans out a storage unit. He comes back. And they're seen checking out of their hotel on August 24th. Um, on August 25th, it's the last time Gabby calls her mother. she has contact with her. It's the last time she posts on Instagram, I believe. The August 25th is the Happy Halloween post, which to
0: me is very strange. She posts a photo of herself holding a small pumpkin uh, in the back of this like black and white background. It's got, you know, Halloween colors. Okay. But it's August 25th. She's posting something that says Happy Halloween.
1: That is extremely weird. Which is so weird. weird.
0: Also, she's... I mean, if you look at her grid, it's been nothing but camping photos for the past, I don't know, however long, like since January or like, I guess since like February, like lots of outdoorsy shots. Then all of a sudden it's happy Halloween.
1: Well, another thing, her last two posts are repeated pictures Mm -hmm. as two gals who, you know, unfortunately, embarrassingly do care what their feed looks like. I can tell you that I'm absolutely never repeating a photo. Right, right. If I posted it on a story, it's not going on the grid. It's yeah. just – those are the rules, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. I may or may not have done it a few times in my life, but I'm not proud of it.
1: I don't think that this up and coming or trying to become influencer is – I don't know. It just seems very, very strange. It's
0: very strange. It's very, very strange. It's also out of character. I to, i don't know. Just it's a, They're beautiful. They're cute photos, but it's It's weird. The Happy right. Halloween is just like does not sit right with me at all. Even like right. if I saw one of my friends posting that right now, be like, huh?
1: So basically, she the last time she calls her mom is on is on August twenty fifth. Then no one really knows what happens on August twenty sixth. A TikToker claims that he had an encounter with Brian at a restaurant near the entrance to West Yellowstone mm-hmm. at night, um, at like ten o'clock. And then on August 27th, YouTubers – this, this is
0: the guy who also says that he, was, he seemed upset. He was just like sitting by himself. Right. And then he made a few snide remarks about Southerners. And Brian is also like this, you know, presenting ultra-liberal climate, you know, warrior. I can't think of a better Ugh. word right now. But, you know, climate. He, I think his bio is like a bug bite is better than something. I don't know. Anyways, he's like – He seems to be, uh, you know, very. Oh, he hates like trash. I'm I'm doing a terrible job of representing how how eco conscious he is. But yeah,
1: let me just read a few of his captions. Brian is he's doing that very annoying early twenties like earthy person thing, where it's like before a person has ever accomplished anything in their life, before they've ever like built a business or tried to like supported a family. Or really done anything they're ready to tear down civilization right it's just right. a really like weird phase also, some people go through
0: someone who has the financial flexibility to just like take a month off to go to or a couple months off to go to a van trip like right no idea about the real world buddy and get a job and,
1: and they make hiking their entire personality yeah yeah okay so <laughs> listen to this he says um this is one of his captions and the picture is of him on some red rocks of course Humans are primates, great apes, in fact. But I don't know how great of a species we are. Chimpanzees share ninety eight point eight percent of their DNA with humans, our closest living relative. But as I see it, every living creature is in some way our relative, even trees. Only eight hundred million years ago, animal cells t- I mean, it's just it it's just like the most cringeworthy content. Right. It's like wannabe Annie Dillard nature writing. It's I don't it's know. Horrible. It's insufferable. Also, there's a picture of him hiking and part of the caption is, everyone who walked by could not figure out how I climbed all these rocks.
0: Yeah. Once again, insufferable. If I had to spend a, a couple of months living in a van with him, I would – yeah. It's great. Okay.
1: Last, last quote. Downsizing our life to fit into this itty-bitty van was the best decision we've ever made. With the limited space, we wanted to take advantage of every inch while also keeping everything minimalist. Ugh. Definitely felt inspired by a lot of other by a lot of goes other van I- lifers on YouTube.
0: Goes to IKEA once, literally. I wanted to be a very minimalist.
1: But we listen to this though. Definitely felt inspired by a lot of other van lifers on YouTube. But we came up with a completely original layout. Really, a completely original layout right. of your of your van that you're living in. How many layouts can there be of a I don't know 100 square foot van? Right. Come right. on. Come on.
0: Yeah. 100 square feet, even. It's tiny. Anyway. Um, The guy's just,
1: he also, so one thing about him that an internet sleuth found is that he is like extremely into uh, gory art, like gory, graphic, violent art, which is, I think, very chilling.
0: That's super chilling. If I found out my boyfriend was into that, there would be a conversation and probably a breakup. Um, I also would like to to take a second to talk about how he seems pretty controlling. He had Pinterest boards for what he wanted Gabby to dress like he, or he like, really called, like he, he had Pinterest boards called my girl. And then there were like all these like inspo photos for how she should dress. No. Uh, let me also just say that I don't think he had great taste. Um, oh he gosh. also had like, there were, there were boards for like their wedding and for their life. Let me also speak from personal experience. I also had a boyfriend who used Pinterest and he did have a board where he would like pin outfits that he liked. This was a nail in the coffin for us. Um, I did not want, I did not want my style dictated by my boyfriend at all. I'm, I'm okay with some commentary and having opinions, but the fact that there was like, you know, there was proactive work being done in the mean, like, you know, in the background on like how I should be dressing. Uh-uh. Like it, it's weird. It's controlling. I mean, I don't think that my ex-boyfriend was controlling per se but it was weird
1: and i'm i didn't like it okay so i'm on his pinterest i'm not now i'm not a brian laundry um you know apologist but i will say that there's just one pin there's one pin in my girl so it's not a whole collage of how she's supposed to dress by any means Fair. Still, um, weird though. still weird yeah I, I think that a guy who's an active pinterest user it's absolutely a red flag it's absolutely a red flag right um, wait, why is that a red flag A guy that's an active Pinterest user—they've
0: got too much time on their hands. They need to be like spending more time working with their hands, like crafting, rather than pinning.
1: (laughs) They just need to be—I, you know, go outside and tell the earth, you know, and let's—I need you to encounter the natural, you know, landscape and conquer it. I do not need you to be reposting photos on Pinterest. Let's talk about you know the waste of all the energy that's being used to run the
0: servers that hold Pinterest, you know, in the cloud, buddy. Okay, you want to talk about waste?
1: It's a great point. It's okay. A, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, Brian is a no for me.
1: Yeah. Brian is cringy. And, okay, let's get back to the actual case. Okay, do you have her? what she last said
0: anywhere? So her parents start to get worried because they, they haven't heard from her. She sends a text message to her mom that says, no service in Yosemite. That's it.
1: On August 30th, I believe.
0: And then – her parents start to feel like the texts aren't sounding like her. I think they get one that says like, I keep getting voicemails from Stan, which is I think her grandfather's name. And she wouldn't refer to her grandfather as Stan. Said like, I keep getting voicemails and missed calls from Stan. Can you call him?
1: Right. She got. I think she got that earlier. And then she got no service in Yosemite on August 30th. And that was it. So then her parents realized that Brian is home. Like a couple days later, Brian arrives home on September 1st and right. they don't report her missing until September 11th.
0: Well, and because her parents are in New York and she's been living in Florida with Brian and his family. Or-
1: the other chilling thing, super chilling thing, is there are other van lifers or, you know, these like nature enthusiast people and they had like a GoPro going or something. And there's a video of them driving and passing the white van. Mm-hmm. This is what's so chilling, Chen. Did you see this? They're mm-hmm. driving and passing the white van, and off in in a field, you can see a man digging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is so incredibly like it's like utterly th- chilling, and it it, yeah, it, it it's, followed the perfect timeline.
0: Yeah, it's a really, really, really dark moment when you watch that video.
1: I also think that's exactly where the body was found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think
0: that's like that. I think that video is what led. Let the police to look in that area specifically,
1: right? Because I mean, if you're going to hide a body in like just in the wild, like I'm pretty sure, obviously, the wild is so expansive, it'd be pretty. I mean, well, I I, I can't can't imagine that they would be able to find it that quickly. No, I mean, the Grand
0: Tetons are also just like um, it's a massive national park, right? Um, Did you also see the the gal who talked about how she? brian was hitchhiking and she gave him a ride like yes. and he offered them like 200 dollars to go 10 miles i don't really understand or 20 miles i don't really understand what we should take away from that i don't either um, i don't get why he needed anyways, a ride do you do you understand right. that no 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 like is the van missing at this point or is the van in police custody
1: no i because then he drove home after that i'm sure right. yeah okay yeah yeah, he drove
0: home because then they were like they're like new bumper stickers in between coming home and leaving.
1: There's a lot of like yeah, pieces to the puzzle we still need to put in place, but right. it's just an extremely disturbing series <sighs> of events I mean, obviously obviously allegedly he killed her, right? Like now now he's, he's on the run. He's missing.
0: He's missing. I I was literally watching the press conference on Saturday when they announced that the remains w- looked like they were Gabby's. They hadn't confirmed it, but that the parents had been, you know, notified. It was, like, ugh, just a really, really sad moment because, like, I've, the whole nation had been holding their breath. Like, was this just, like, another random incident? But, uh, unfortunately, that you know, they confirmed that it
1: was her. Other Another – okay. Oh, I mean, it's just so horrible. Every parent's worst nightmare. And I look right. – It's just so sad. Like, I look up pictures of her, and she was just so incredibly young, had her whole life in front of her, seemed like such a sweet, sweet, tender girl, maybe going through a misguided van life phase. But you know what? I I had a nature moment, too. We all make mistakes. It doesn't mean it should cost us everything. Um, Right. I also feel like the thing that I found to be very, very disturbing was the friend. So Gabby had one friend in Florida, and the friend said that... Brian was super controlling and that Brian never wanted them to hang out essentially Mm -hmm. and that Brian was very possessive. That for me was like the, okay, there's no room for disbelief here. There's no room for innocent till proven guilty, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. If your friend knows that your fiance is so incredibly controlling and violent and she's afraid to cause any sort of rift between the two of you, there are big big issues absolutely absolutely big issues um I mean I don't know that I've ever
0: I don't have any friends currently that I think are in really controlling relationships luckily but like I I just think that your friends even though this girl doesn't didn't seem totally trustworthy like I don't think that she seemed like like I don't know if she was just like a friend coming out of the woodwork but like the details that she shared I don't know I feel like they're kind of like bulletproof like just like the fact that he t- took her ID so that she couldn't like go out, like I don't know, I don't know a single person who's in that type of relationship. It's just
1: like it's so toxic, so incredibly toxic. Also, Chandler, there's another report that I guess the per- person who called nine one one about the domestic dispute, mm-hmm. the people um from Moonflower Cafe, they said that they drove by and a gentleman was slapping like the girl. Like, oh, uh, right. so. So he was actually slapping Well, her. That,
0: that No, no, no. This is another 911 call. This is a different 911 this call. This is a different 911 call that was like – that didn't come out until a few days ago. The, there's gotcha. no body cam footage or anything. Like this is literally – I don't know what this is
1: from, what date this is from, but yeah. Interesting. So they were called 911 on twice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, one 911 call, two 911 calls, too many.
1: Very, very, very horrible and sad. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the the question is really just what happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like what happened? Where is Brian? I mean, th- yeah. The proof to me is that he's missing now, and that his parents well, are yeah, not cooperating. Course. Like that to me is just
0: like, okay, so it's not. This wasn't an accident. This wasn't, or maybe it was an accident, but this he was involved, and he's afraid.
1: Kate Casey had a medium on her podcast and the medium said that, um, and this is a medium that works with, like actually works with the police. I, I'm not really one for the supernatural, but it seemed pretty convincing to me. Um, she said that he, the medium said that what happened was, is they got into a fight. Brian pushed her. She fell off like some sort of ledge in Yellowstone and he didn't mean to kill her, but he did. Then he hides the body, and now he's on the run and has killed himself. That is what the medium yeah. says. So we'll see if what the we'll see if it's true. But that was the medium said that before the body had been found. So pretty right, the me- all
0: the all the medium timelines. Like I think he went on our podcast on Wednesday, and it was Saturday when the body was found and everything like checked out. So definitely worth listening to.
1: Extremely spooky. Um, yeah, very sad, and also very sad about this. This. couple Couple. you know that people really aren't talking about like right and
0: i want to also just say that like literally the the social media journalism that's happening like the people like on tiktok the people everywhere doing sleuthing the police were literally led to her remains like within days okay of this story really breaking like if we could channel that towards some of these more overlooked cases like it would be like you know really breakthrough
1: yeah, it'd be interesting to understand what what captures the public's imagination and what doesn't, because yeah, like that—that's just such an interesting question for me. Because um, mm-hmm. you know, the, this this lesbian couple—they're a white couple. One one has blonde hair, but it just seems right. like no one is really focusing on them, and that's two people mm-hmm. gone.
0: Right, right.
1: Just very, very disturbing. Um, really so disturbing. anyway,
0: I kind of am just like constantly refreshing Instagram to see if there's any more Ill updates on where he is. I know right. that like the po- the police have now considered his home a crime scene and they've like confiscated a lot of things and taken away a lot. I mean, what's so fascinating just like in the same vein of, you know, social media journalism, like people can identify what the police are seizing from the house by the carrying case the police are using like it's just it's fascinating. Like they were like, oh, they're using this type of carrying case, which means that they're t- they are retreat you know, removing like a
1: modem or like some sort of hard drive. I have to wonder, like, how much these social media sleuths, like, actually kind of like, do they ever interfere no. in these? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, invested- there's a lot of. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of bad tips. Yeah, I'm, or just probably
0: like- bad tips from well-meaning people, but
1: yeah. Well, the other question is do they ever like um, cause some of the evidence to be what? We didn't even
0: talk about this huge thing. Brian apparently went accidentally went live on Instagram a few days ago for his account.
1: From a river. They said from a river, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is like, I mean, if that's true, that's absolutely insane that he is watching all this coverage. And someone was saying, like, you know, probably loving it if he's like a narcissist.
1: Yeah just just absolutely so sad and so horrible. I just have so much empathy for her parents. I can't even right. imagine, you know, Ugh, cannot even say- imagine having such like a, a a wonderful, perfect daughter and then having her taken, I know. And
0: her dad's like Instagram caption about he he said like I like lost it today. I went like for this is like when she was still missing. So like I went for a walk with a bottle of whiskey and cried a lot. Just like broke my heart. It's 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 truly every every person's worst nightmare. And yeah, like I'm probably gonna sound like Nancy Grace right now, but I do honestly pray that justice is is done for her and for this couple and right for other people who are missing and people and their families don't have
1: answers. Right. Yeah, I I feel the same way. So we're gonna be following the case. Well, I think that wraps up our. Gabby Pietro segment, may she
0: rest in peace. On a lighter note, we are watching some shows right now. We're watching Beverly Hills. We're watching Salt Lake City. Got some thoughts on um, the Kate Casey podcast that we'll, sh- we'll point you guys to, and we'll probably talk about it here either on the Patreon next week or on the regular podcast. But what I do want to talk about quickly is Lula Rich.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want you to know that I watched this first episode and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's like ugly leggings, but like, what's the big deal? And now I'm about a quarter of the way through episode three, and I'm starting to see the holes in it and the cracks and why it actually is very, very damaging to people's lives.
1: Right. Well, I think it's what's interesting about it is like the way MLMs generally function is they function to sell products to distributors or to, you know, retailers, I say with air quotes. Yeah. To... For people to sell, but they they really know that no one is actually making a profit off the products Mm -hmm. themselves. They're just making a profit on their downline of retailers. So like they're promising them something that doesn't exist, which is becoming rich off selling the clothes. You don't become rich off selling the clothes or the oil or the skincare or or you know any of the many MLMs. You become rich off of having salespeople under you who are buying the products. So anyway, what I think is interesting about it though is. It seems to me like something that people should be able to look at and make a independent judgment of and Mm -hmm. determine that what they're getting into is totally a scam. Yeah. Um, or at least it just isn't what it seems. With a lot of these MLMs, they have to make them so larger than life. It can't just be the about the leggings or the no. oil or the skincare. It has to be a lifestyle. It has to be like the best thing that could ever happen to you. It has to be like right. almost a religion because people have to check their critical thinking skills at the door yeah. in order to get caught up to in them. To buy into it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. And so it's just said it better
0: a, myself. That's exactly it just what seems- it is.
1: Yeah. And it just seems like a tale as old as time. And I think it's an interesting question. Like, what role does the state play in needing to, you know, protect people from their own stupidity? That is my question right. when it comes to LulaRoe. Like yeah. I have empathy for people who get caught up in those. Absolutely. Um, but it's really I feel like it's something that I don't know, like it's just it's just an interesting, I guess, legal right. question.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And also just in the, like, the social dynamics. Like, you and I, growing up, we weren't even allowed to sell gift wrap to our neighbors, like, for school, you know, fundraisers. Right. Mom thought it was so trashy. Mom thought it was so tacky and trashy. And, like, I do remember mom, though, had a few purse parties. And those were, like, maybe, you know, a light version of all this stuff. But it's it's just really interesting when you start to tap into your friend network um, and trying to, you know – I think mom let people have purse parties at her house. I don't think mom ever like
2: she actually was was part of it.
0: Yeah, Right. I think she hosts she would like allow
1: people to do it at the house, but like, yeah, she was not like the she was not making the profit off of it. Remember when people would have like we would come over go to someone's house and we would try on like fake designer jeans? No, I don't I don't remember that. That might have been before your time. No, I before but like this is when 7 jeans was in its heyday and we would go over like there there would be jean parties and purse parties.
0: Yeah. Well, I I remember the purse parties.
1: It's just so I mean that I I don't know about like that is just like basically hooking your friends up with like good counterfeit goods back in the 90s. Yeah, right. Which is, you know, early 2000s, a,
0: which is like doing the lord's work truly.
1: <laughs> it's another legal issue and another right total another problem um i'm not sure it's would so much of a problem MLM.
0: yeah I would mean, we call it a problem i mean i've gotten a, i've gotten a certain i've got a fake <laughs> handbag that, that i love
1: it's just interesting i think that i think that the whole we should do an entire episode on mlms because i do find that all like the the fact that the whole mlm scheme can be you know regurgitated and carried out in so many different ways, successfully, decade after decade in this country. And there are such a huge portion of the population, or there is such a huge portion of the population that buys it and gets, you know, basically scammed. Very interesting. It almost seems like there just needs to be like a an like an awareness campaign or something like that. Right, right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
0: I mean, people also just need to be skeptical of get rich quick. Like
1: there's no such thing.
0: Yeah. If it seems too good to be true, it usually is.
1: Yes, absolutely. And if someone says that they, you know, that you can get rich in a certain way, make sure that they've actually gotten rich in that exact way and not by, you know, getting people to buy into their BS. Right, right.
0: Yeah. But
1: all our listeners are too smart to get involved with an MLM thing. It's true. Although the people at the top of those things, they do get really rich. Like if you can make it in at the very first few rings of an MLM, go for it. Deanne, Deanne has fat stacks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think it's good to participate in those. And I think tons of unwitting, unfortunately, you know, mothers yeah. of our nation get caught up in them. And it's very unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all, thank you for listening. Thank you all so much for listening. Chan, let's do a whole MLM episode at some point. Yeah, definitely. And love you guys. We will see love you. you next week. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday.
2: Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you.